Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Howdy. We're back live right here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida, and we're reaching all over the world. We uh, are here to help you buy, lease, maintain, and repair your next vehicle with uh, as little pain as possible. We do a mystery shopping report that we uh, will discuss at the end of the show. I, I suppose it's a highlight. I think more and more people talk about the mystery shopping report because we go in without any uh, identification as being a shopper, of course, and uh, we go through the buying process or leasing process, and we report to you exactly what happened with the car dealership. We shopped a dealership in Tennessee this week. Uh, we ship. Uh, we shop mainly in Florida, uh, and uh, we tell it like it is. Name the dealership. We name the managers and the salespeople involved, uh, and we're very candid about what happened. If we feel the law has been broken, we say so. If we feel the ethics and moral codes of uh, how a business should operate have been violated, we say so. And. Uh, a lot of people say to me, how can you do that? Uh, why don't you get sued more often? Well, we, we never got sued. And that's how we do it, because we just tell the truth. Uh, we, I'm not saying we never make a mistake, but there's never any malice in what we do. In fact, we look forward to finding car dealerships that, that have done a good job. We find some every now and then. Pretty rare, but we do. And uh, they're all shades of uh, gray. Um, we go from... Uh, uh, a failing grade, and we have a list of our failing dealers, and then we give the grades as we go up, and we have a recommended list, and we have a, a list where you say, don't buy from this dealership. So if you want to go to earloncars.com, that's the uh, blog that we have been feeding with information for years and years and years, uh, you can get all that information. Meanwhile, we'd love to have you call the show. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, contact the show in a variety of ways. Of course, the old-fashioned telephone number is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Our text number, for a lot of us, I mean, maybe uh, you don't want to be identified on the phone or want to go to the trouble of calling. we got a text number, 772-497-6530. And please make a note of that, 772-497-6530. And if you really want to be, uh, let's say, uh, anonymous, I guess there's only one word for it, because that's the name of the website, youranonymousfeedback.com. You heard it right. If you haven't listened to the show, you can remain totally anonymous, make any kind of comments you want. We don't know who you are, where you are, 
why you are or anything else about you. Say anything you want to say. Get, get it off your chest. Tell it like it is. You want to get tough? Get tough. Now we're going to edit, you know, profanity and vulgarity, but not the essence of your message. And we read it on the air and we try to answer it. Your anonymous feedback.com. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Twitter, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Earl on Cars is the key. That's the, that's the hub of the wheel. And all the information that you want is available there. So your feedback is what makes this show, your comments. We have some great regular callers. We want some new callers. We always, we have to grow. You either grow or you die. You can't just, you just can't maintain the status quo. We're growing, growing, growing. And we're all over the world now. We've actually had calls from Bali. We're all over the United States. And uh, we need to grow. So your calls are the essence of the show. And we have other, one special, another special mission and that is parity, equality, with all of our female callers, all the ladies out there. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we're up to pretty close to 50-50, and uh, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, is uh, going to tell you about a special offer we make to all the ladies. A lot of you heard this before, but spread the word. You have a, if you're a female, you're a woman, you have a different perspective on life than men do. Let's face it. I mean, that's not being discriminatory. That's a fact of life. A lot of times, you're look, the way you look at life is uh, a lot wiser than the way we men look at it. And we're different. And you're half the population of the planet. So for gosh sake, uh, give us a call and tell us what you think about buying cars, leasing cars, maintaining, uh, or anything else to do with cars. Hear your comments about your personal experiences. Uh, Nancy Stewart is going to tell you, if you haven't called the show, why you should consider calling the show. Just one time. Love to have you call every week, but if you call the show, tell them about the special Ladies, offer. you should consider calling the show because you do win yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. Uh, we certainly love your feedback, and uh, you'll also be helping me to build this uh, platform for ladies and uh, well how they're dealt with as far as uh, uh, service purchasing their experience uh, at the car dealership there's a lot of good stories there's a few bad stories things are improving uh, but uh, the fact remains you can win yourself fifty dollars this morning to new lady callers 877-960-9960 and uh, for all you others you can text us uh, at 772-497-6530. Uh, you can also uh, take advantage, as Earl said, of uh, the anonymous feedback. Uh, that's, that's a great uh, way to get in touch with us and remain anonymous. And uh, I have another question for you. If you have, uh, well, taken through the months or the years, I think that Earl's book came out in 2012, um, I'm not mistaken. Uh, Stu probably knows the answer to that if I have misspoken. But I have a question for you. If you do have the book, do you pull it out from time to time uh, when it comes time to, you know, to, well, purchase a car or lease a car, uh, uh, service a car, anything at all? What's your favorite chapter, uh, the to-go-to to chapter? Um, 
So I just thought I'd throw that out there, something different this morning. Uh, give us a call, 877-960-9960. For, you, uh, uh, for those of you who haven't purchased the book, you, know, you can go to Amazon. Uh, all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch, and the book is, uh, well, it's not really cost that much, and it's uh, definitely an investment, 1999, I believe, uh, from the top of my head. Uh, but it's something uh, to have on the bookshelf and to refer to. Okay, uh, with all of that said, we're going to go to Mandy, who is a first-time caller from Lake Worth. Good morning, Mandy. Good morning. Mandy, can you hear me? She's there. Yes. You just Hi, won Mandy. yourself $50, Mandy. If you email me uh, your address, I'll get that check out to you. Thank you for calling. Welcome. Thank you. So, um, do I ask you my question here? Yes. Okay, so um, I'm looking to buy a, a new car, and I just wanted to know what is the standard warranty for, for cars, or, you know, what should I be looking for um, as far as what the, the dealerships or salesmen will offer me? Um, what's kind of the standard for, for the warranty? Well, what kind of car do you think about buying, Mandy? Because all the cars have vari various warranties. Uh, uh, some are longer than others, some are more thorough. Have you thought about which brand okay. or make? Yeah, so, um, so I work in construction, so I've been thinking about getting a, a Tacoma. Um, and, I, you know, I've been doing a little bit of uh, research on them, but I've been hearing mixed reviews as far as warranty and then especially with Toyota with the Toyo Guard um, so I just wanted to get your feedback uh, if you if you think the Toyo Guard's worth it or you know what what's expected with the Tacoma Stu why don't you uh, <clears throat> give okay. the details on that We're, we happen to have a Toyota dealership so we could give you the specifics without having to google it but if you think of a Honda or a Subaru or any other brand in your search uh, to buy a new car, you should check each individual brand. As I say, they're all different, but Sue can tell you about the Toyota. Yep. So uh, all the Toyotas come with a three-year, 36,000-mile comprehensive warranty, and that's what's commonly called a bumper-to-bumper, -bumper, even though it doesn't cover the bumpers. Um, um, that's for three years, 36,000 miles, and that covers most of the components in the car other than the engine and transmission, the drivetrain, and that's covered by a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty. Um, to answer your question about Toy Guard, no, it's it's not worth getting it at all. It's a it's priced around seven hundred dollars, and it really covers an additional two years of uh, maintenance. That's pretty cheap. You know, a couple of oil changes, a couple of tire rotations, um, which is much less mm -hmm. than seven hundred dollars. And um, but you also with Toy Guard get um, an extra coat of wax on the car, the paint sealant, but it's. Uh, it's really, uh, oh, it's got roadside assistance. It's really not worth getting. So if I were you, I'd, I'd insist on getting a Tacoma without Toya Guard. And uh, okay. now th that's the warranties that come with the car. And there's mixed opinions in this studio over getting an extended warranty. Um, it depends on how you feel about risk and the possibility that there could be a breakdown after the factory warranty expires in which case you could be charged anywhere, and this is up to the individual dealers. Um, so this is not regulated by Toyota. So they can sell the warranty for pretty much any price, and you'd expect to pay anywhere from 1500 to $2,500 for a, a typical extended warranty. 
So, okay. Mandy, um, just my mm -hmm. thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> whenever, you know, uh, some uh, consumers out there are looking at a vehicle uh, that may meet their needs, uh, they take into consideration how much it will cost to keep that car on the road. So uh, I'd like to share that uh, with you. Uh, but as Stu said, three years, bumper to bumper, you know, 36,000 miles, I, I believe you yep. said. Yep. Um, you know, unless you foresee in the future, once that warranty is up, that you wouldn't be able to afford uh, a repair, unexpected repair, that's whenever I would cautiously and carefully, um, well, uh, discuss what I needed as far as a warranty was concerned. It gets pretty tricky out there when it comes to the warranties, extended warranties. Rick would probably touch on how often he sees an, a uh, Tacoma in the shop for repairs. He has, really? one, he has one himself, too, so I know he's going to endorse the Tacoma. <laughs> well, my, mine's 2013, and uh, it's tried and true. I, I love Tacoma's second one I've owned, and my first one was a 97, so... That tells you how long I've had, how long I keep them, I and I think Mandy has. A, I think Mandy has a couple more questions. Oh, she's. Uh, uh, what, what else did, uh, can we answer for you, Mandy? Um. Does that wrap it up. The biggest one was, was the warranty. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm just kind of starting the process and trying to figure out what what would be best. But that was a big thing for me to know what what to expect there. Um, but well, thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. And uh, one other thing, uh, the warranty, the bumper-to-bumper, -bumper, uh, the tires are covered by a, by a different warranty by the tire manufacturer. So uh, a lot of people uh, get mad at the dealer because they have a uh, defective tire, but the dealer should cooperate with you if you have a problem with the tire and work with the tire manufacturer, be it Michelin or Toyo Guard, I mean, or, or Toyo or... Um, whatever the manufacturer, um, uh, Goodyear, Firestone, they they carry the warranty on the on the tires. Okay. And, and Mandy, um, thank you. you know, I'm glad that we could. Uh, I'm glad that we could help you. And uh, also, you know, your um, as far as research is concerned, and uh, this question that you have about warranties, it's really a gray area, and you really have to be sure what you want. But uh, one of the uh, uh, sources that I rely on is uh, Consumer Report, and there you can find a lot of information about warranties and what fits your needs. I certainly hope we helped you this morning, and uh, if you don't have any other questions, I just want to thank you for helping yes. us build this platform here for the ladies. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to answer my question. and. You've been very helpful, um, just helping me kind of get a better understanding of how the, the warranties work, and, and I didn't realize it was for each specific car. You know, I thought it was just kind of across the board for um, each brand. So yeah. that was super helpful. Thank you. You got it. Glad we could help you. Have a wonderful weekend. 877 you can give us a call right there with uh, any of your questions or if you uh, can help us out in any way if we don't have an answer we always depend on our listeners our everybody who's involved here we work as a team and we thank you for being with us every single saturday and the uh, best news of all all of this is free so take advantage of it 
uh, back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, well, let's uh, um, remind you, and then I'll introduce Rick Kearney, that uh, Rick Kearney is a certified master diagnostic technician. Uh, we sometimes get hung up on car sales and uh, deceptive trade practices and bait-and-switch advertising and buying and leasing. Maintaining and repairing your car is probably more important than the, the buying process because you have to do more of it buy a car every four or five years, six years, but you have to maintain your car probably a couple times a year at least. Uh, Rick Kearney can answer any technical question about your car, so when you're making your calls, think about uh, answering, uh, asking questions that can save you some money and maybe uh, help you be sure that you're taking care of your care properly. Uh, Rick has got a YouTube that uh, uh, we can start out with. Yep, uh, Negan1 says, good morning everyone. I like to hear Earl's old sales stories. What's the craziest deal on a car he's ever done or the craziest trade-in? <laughs> oh gosh, I, you know, the craziest trade-in was a, was a couple of cows from Bell Glade. Uh, uh, the, the craziest... <laughs> my one, cows? Yeah, cows, yeah. We, we took anything in trade back in those days in the, in the uh, uh, late 60s and 70s. It was just, it was interesting. and. Uh, uh, you know, they take in diamond rings and... Um, children. Children. And <laughs> I only did that once. I'm only kidding. That's how you got me. Uh, what? what am I, was, I? I was traded in the 1968 Bonneville. <laughs> what, uh, win -win. One, one of my favorite uh, stories, I mean, thank you so much. What, what's it called? Or they, that, that's you, Negan. That's Negan. Uh, Negan won. Yeah, I, I love you for asking the question because one of my favorite stories truly is when I first got the Toyota dealership, uh, back in 1975, and uh, we used to uh, advertise a Corolla when they first came out uh, for $24.95, and uh, we painted the car that we were advertising. We only had one. We painted the car, and on each side of the car it said uh, uh, Earl Stewart Special, uh, $24.95 Special, and uh, it was painted on both sides of the car. And it was car was uh, we didn't want to sell the car because we were selling it below our cost. And uh, was to get the people in the door, bait and switch, then we could sell you a car and make a lot of money. That's back when I was evil, before I reformed. And uh, and uh, we we uh, we ran that, and then uh, we, when the people say, well, I don't want another car, I want that car, they say, okay, but you have to sign a contract that says you will not have the car painted for at least one year. That's how we get our money back because you'll be a, wa a driving billboard for this Corolla. So uh, that was such a terrible thing. Uh, we were we were uh, contacted by the regulators and uh, it was an embarrassment and we had to stop doing it. But that, uh, I look back on that, it's like a nightmare. Did I do something that bad? And it makes me realize that when we are doing mystery jobs and we find these outrageous practices, and it makes me, it gives me a little bit of humility to recognize that one time I was there and I did that kind of thing, and here I am, uh, you know, criticizing it. So uh, it feels, it's a cleansing feeling to be yeah. confessing what a, a, the terrible things I did in the past. A road to redemption. Hey, you're making up for it. I'm making up for it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Is yeah. that in the, uh, is that, what chapter is that in? Well, you know, that gets me another, on, that gets me another entree. <laughs> I just started my second book, and uh, and we're playing with titles, and one of the uh, th with thoughts of the title is uh, Redemption of, recovering of a Recovering Car Dealer. Redemption of a Recovering Car Dealer. So 
this is what I'm doing now. I'm, uh, I'm trying to redeem myself for the sins of the past, and that will be the second book, which I just, I just began. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to okay, uh, serious uh, stuff. Uh, real, real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what do you think the new book uh, should, uh, well, uh, be titled? Uh, what do you think? Uh, give us some ideas. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Uh, that was written in 2012. I'm going to go with that date. Nobody questioned me on it. Uh, what do you think today if, that, uh, uh, if a new book is uh, yeah. begun, which it has been begun? Is that a proper it, English? It has begun. <laughs> it has begun. So uh, has what commenced. do you? <laughs> hence, uh, we need a title for that book. Give us an idea. We are going to go to uh, Warren, who is a regular caller from New Jersey. Good morning, Warren. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, Warren. Uh, I have a question. Uh, hey, uh, I recall last week we had a mess here. We're staying here in New Jersey for the summer. That we had the floods and about. A dozen people I know lost their cars. I have a question because when your car goes by the board with the flood, you know, it's a whole thing with the insurance company. But I have a question to you about gapping. Okay. Can you explain, for example, how it worked? If, in other words, if you had a leased car and you had a year left, do they pay for an, I mean, a new one if you have a new car? And what is it better, to buy it from you, the dealer, or from the insurance company? I mean, did I pay the whole difference? Hey, um, hey Warren, this is Nancy Stewart. Um, I'm not sure whether uh, it's us or, or it's you. Are you moving about? Um, we're we're kind of getting pieces of the uh, conversation you're sharing with us. Uh, no, can you hear me better now? Yeah, uh, but much yeah, better. Let's, yeah, let, maybe we could start over. No, I think Stu could answer. Oh, about, okay, I'll start oh, okay. It's about gap insurance. Okay, okay. I guess it came through. Okay. Okay, the, the question was about gap insurance, and um, I wanted to know what the drill is on that. Uh, if, for example, if you had a lease card and had a year left, do they just pay one year on the lease, the difference, or the whole three years? If you have a new car, how long the gap insurance lasts for? Are you better off buying it from you, the dealer, or from your insurance company? Like, what's the drill on it? I'm just curious, because so many people yeah. lost their cars here. A some lot. have them, some don't. Well, um, most leasing companies, it comes with a, a force gap insurance. So that's part that's included the uh, the lessor, the, uh, the the bank actually puts the insurance on the car because it's their asset. They own it. Is that all leasing companies do that too? I think it's pretty standard. I don't want to say authoritatively that it's all of them, but I haven't seen one that doesn't do that. And um, so they so if you get uh, your car gets flooded or wrecked or whatever, and it's totaled out. It doesn't matter at, the, at that point. Um, the insurance, the gap insurance, will, will will cover for the leasing company the difference between the um, the, the value of the car and the and, and what it's worth. So, it's you're, it's really out of your hands at that point. Um, you're, you're you walk away clean from the car, and it's up to you whether or not you uh, go get lease another car. But that at that point, your obligation is over. Yeah, but I, but I, the question would be if you do lease another car. Let's say you had one year left on the lease okay are they are they going to pay for the new lease like the, in other words if you're no. paying four hundred dollars a month and now that lease is five hundred dollars a month are they going to pay the difference for three years one year no like what would they do no these are two separate um arrangements completely one contract is settled up and done 
and then a new lease would be a completely separate thing with nothing had nothing to do with what happened on the other lease. Oh, so they're only paying they're only paying off the lease, then that's what correct. Exactly. So then you can walk away, not worry about it. You don't owe a dime, or you could release it or do whatever you wanted. Uh, and, and what about a brand new car? Because I heard Earl talking about you guys sell gap insurance. That just for leases, or you do it on on brand new cars out the door? Well, we don't do it on leases because the leasing company does that. Um, if somebody's financing a car, we would recommend um, gap insurance if you're in a situation where you didn't have equity um, or you know are not going to have equity for a, you know for a while. So um, it's it is really recommended because in other words, yeah. if you didn't make a big enough down payment yeah. or your trade-in didn't have enough equity, uh, if you're a, if you're a positive equity when you bought the car and take delivery, you don't need gap insurance. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so, so that's uh, and what is it better off? Because I know you said you guys sell it, and but, yeah. but the insurance companies right. sell it. I think the is best thing to deal with you, you guys or the insurance company. Um, I would uh, compare. Uh, you can ask your insurance company. Um, you know, we have I think ours are around five five ninety five um, for our, our policies, and you could ask your insurance company uh, what they charge. Um, it's it's a one set price sort of thing, so um, it's. Uh, you know, you ask, you can call around. If the dealer would tell you, another dealer would tell you the price of their gap insurance. That's great. A lot will make you come in to find out. <laughs> yeah, and you, you don't have to buy it from a dealer. And yeah. uh, the, the gap insurance uh, sale is a uh, very profitable, and in uh, uh, different states regulated in different ways. I'm, I'm not sure about New Jersey, but uh, how they do it. But uh, as Steve said, the gap insurance, like anything that you would buy in the finance department after you buy or lease your car. You need to shop. You, you need to determine that you need it, which you just uh, asked that question, and now you have to determine the best price. But gap insurance varies in price, and you want to find one that is a. You don't have to buy it from a deal. You can buy it from a, an, uh, an insurance company on the outside, and try to get a, the right value. Yeah. Um, uh, but but uh, you're always anytime you buy a car, you're going to be try to. They're going to try to sell you gap insurance just to determine that the price is right. Ahead of time. Okay, because again, yes. it, it came into fruition here because of all the people who lost the cars and yeah. having acquaintance yeah. who had a used caddy and they, they bought paid thirty thousand dollars a year and a half ago and they offered him twenty four. It's really a take it or leave it. Uh, he, and actually, he's you know said, well, what am I going to yeah. do? They offered me twenty four, so I'll take it. Um, and yeah. that was pretty much it. But he, it was a used car anyway. But yeah. a lot of people who didn't buy it are did. regretting it right now. I'm sure. Yeah, the, the only thing is, like I said, you really don't think about something like that until a disaster happens. Yes. You know, because you figure, what's the ch what's the chances of wrecking your car and needing it? But I guess, you know, like everything else, it, it, it happens to somebody, so you ought to think yeah. about it. So I th thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Hey, well, hey, Warren, be before you go, um, I'll, I'll tell you the guys uh, suggested researching. Uh, you know, be before you purchase that, you know, research is going to take you. A, you know, a, a long way, save you some money. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to ask you was the last time you and I talked, things were quite chaotic um, in your neck of the woods. Have, uh, you know, things settled down a little bit? Yeah, they, they, they have settled down. Unfortunately, in another town over, a couple of people were killed. In fact, in New Jersey, around here, in all parts of the state, in New York City, people were killed in the flood. Uh, it was just horrible. I mean, nobody expected it. The water just came up so fast um, that people were just killed in their cars because they didn't see the water coming. They and they were drowned in the cars, and some got swept in the lakes and 
whatever. But uh-huh. here in the neighborhood, people have settled in. The cars are still on the street with signs on them that said, don't tow them. The insurance company is going to get the car. Oh. And when I walk in the morning, I could see tons of cars. They look okay now, but they were flooded. Uh-huh. But it is settling down, and, and the street looked like a third world country because all the people had to throw out all their stuff, and now the city yeah. picking it up. And it's, it's settling back, but it, it, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing that you don't want to know about. Yeah. It, the houses were damaged, it, and it came so unexpected. It came, it came so fast. But the cars that were damaged and the shortage of cars um, are just unbelievable because people are telling me they're looking for cars, and there's no used cars. And the new cars, they want a fortune for. Yeah. They just, and, and people are going to Pennsylvania. They're going to western Pennsylvania. I guess you're neck of the woods, you know, as, as far as away from... The New York City areas, they can because that's the only place that has cars. There's nobody that has them here. Yeah, those uh, those flood cars are going to end up somewhere, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, God bless all the people that you did mention. Uh, what an unfortunate situation when you see water yeah, coming at you and you're, well, you know, you're in, a, in your car and you can't get out. Warren, thanks for staying yeah, in touch uh, with us. Sure, and, and, and there's so many, and, and then what people got to look for is that a lot of these cars, like in the neighborhood, Lexuses. I, I, people got all kinds of expensive cars here, and these cars look fine. Like now that I, I see them sitting, you know, you know, and they're talking to people about it, and I'm sure they're going to wind up on the black market because when you see these really expensive cars like yeah. a Lexus or now Cadillac or whatever you see, and they look fine, yeah. but you know, you just can imagine somebody getting a hold of them and just getting them to start and, say, and they oh, will get a Lexus for. Yeah, they will. Uh, Warren, uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend, and thank you, you for thank being you part of the you show. Have a great show. Enjoy it. Take care. Bye. You're welcome. Hey, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I have $50 for another first-time lady caller. Give me a call. I have it right here waiting for you, 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. I think we're going to go to Stu. We haven't heard yeah, much from him. I've been and, neglected. Uh, he's in, you know, responsible for the mystery shopping report and how eloquently it is put together. And uh, <coughs> if you get a chance to read that, please do, as it the writing is uh, well, it's phenomenal. Stu. Yeah, we're going to kick it off with Anne Marie's uh, text. Anne says, for years people have been told that a college education is the only way to make a good living not true. I know that building contractors, plumbers, well contractors, etc. can make a very good living. There's a shortage of applicants going into the trades. Earl, if you had a magic wand that could instantly fix things, what would you do to increase the number of auto technicians? What would you do to improve the education system for auto technicians? And that's from Anne-Marie. Oh, it's easy. I would uh, clone Rick Kearney right. and I would, uh, I'd, I'd like to have eight more Ricks <laughs> No and, plumbing uh, for Rick. <laughs> no, no, Anne Marie, you're you're absolutely right. If there is one opportunity for uh, young people uh, looking to get a really good career and make a ton of money, it's uh, it's uh, auto technician. I mean, as I say, they're no longer technicians; they're auto computer scientists. And you say you don't need a college education. That's true, except uh, you don't need a formal tr- college education, but. Uh, Rick Kearney is, uh, you know, he's a lot sharper and knows a lot more about automobiles than anything he could learn in college. He's been going to college for a lot of years, and uh, every, uh, I don't know how often he's taken courses. He's taken online courses all the time, Rick. 
Monday morning, I'm yeah. heading for Jacksonville for a week of training. Right. There you go. Every time I look around, Rick's in school. And uh, uh, I'd love to have him back because uh, we need techs and we're short of technicians. Uh, uh, we're having a little difficulty. Yeah. Uh, we've always had difficulty hiring good technicians. Now we have extreme difficulty. And what an opportunity out there to, uh, today uh, to, to make some serious money and have a great career. Well, I, I am absolutely unique. And there are many people out there breathing a sigh of relief for that. <laughs> <laughs> what, that you're not getting cloned or you, that you're going to be in Jacksonville for a week? Both. Both, both yeah. <laughs> what would your wife think about the cloning idea? Oh, she would be totally What does she think it. about the Jacksonville idea? She'd be terrified. Well, that'd be right. Ja Jacksonville, she's okay with, but okay. No, be, cloning, she'd be terrified. But think about an identical clone twin that you couldn't differentiate. And then you could do anything you wanted to, send a clone to take care of your wife for a weekend, and you could take off and, this is awful. and go crazy. This is terrible. Yeah, but how would I Very know awful. if I was me or the clone? <laughs> this is awful. I think with this, uh, we're going to save this for another show. I, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt Stu. And um, where was that, Rick? I'm not sure where we were on that one. Okay, um, we are going to go to the phones where we have a, another first time lady caller wow we're gonna go broke and <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk to asanya who's calling us from charlotte one of my favorite places good morning how you doing sean asana uh, i'm doing good yeah what i was telling you was we're we're in the charlotte airport we're getting ready to head your all's way we came from virginia oh yeah hey you texted oh. us yeah oh wow i love it oh gosh do i love your accent Oh, thank you. <laughs> you just won yourself $50, and if you send me, Nancy Stewart, uh, your contact information, I'll get the check out to you, $50. Okay. And spread the word right. for us and let all your lady friends know that uh, we have such an offer every Saturday morning. What can we do for you, Sonia? Yeah, I just want to call and let y'all know, you know, we really appreciate all the y'all helped us with getting our vehicle and... Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. Drive it home. What kind are you getting? Thank you. Oh, the Forerunner. That's right. The Forerunner. All right. Toyota Forerunner, yeah. You're driving it back. Oh, that's going to be a fun road trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a nice little journey. You got a little extra cash, too, to pick up lunch yeah. on the way home. <laughs> well, over 13 hours altogether, I think. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you got some snacks with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, uh, thank you so much again. And uh, keep listening. All right, thank you. Thank Thanks, you very Anna. much. Have a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Bye -bye. Safe oh. travels. 877 960 9960. Or you can text us at 772 497 6530. Now we're going to go back to Stu yeah. again. I'm glad she got through because she was trying to call. I guess we had a lot of callers trying to get through and it was, was busy, but they got through. Oh, that good. was great. Yeah. All right, this is from Tom. It says, Hi, Earl and team. What are your thoughts on the new Lexus IS500 with the V8? I assume these will be factory ordered to start. Uh, do you think there will, there will be car deals to be made under MSRP or expect to see additional dealer markup over MSRP? Or should I just go to a Mustang or a Mopar for a Swan Song V8? And like I said, that was from Tom. Um, I heard about that. Um, I haven't heard about it. I'm glad you yeah. have heard about it. Well, it's, a, it's you know, the, the, the Lexus IS. Um, it's a smaller car. It's sporty. It used to be like their version of, a, I guess, a Corolla, but it's uh -huh. a little sporty car. It has a 3.5 liter V6 in it, so it's still already fast. They're going to make it with a V8. So this little tiny car with a 
5.0 liter big beast engine so it's uh gonna be fast and loud and uh yeah i, I first of all it's going to be a low low production vehicle not very many people are going to want to get a small car with a v8 so it won't be, be as fast as my tesla it won't be anywhere near because i think it only it gets like it's over four seconds in zero to 60 so you know oh, yeah sure. they wouldn't even see you in a, in a drag race with that <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, yeah, typically. So knowing car dealer behavior, you're going to have a low production car that's special and it's a sports car. Please expect them to be, even nice Lexus dealers, to be selling over MSRP. I, I, that's, I, I don't know. if, if I've never seen a Lexus dealer do that, but it wouldn't surprise me. And, yes, it's going to be hard to get. Even now with the inventory shortage, you get a special, special, specialty car, forget about it. So. How long of a wait will there be? I have, I have no you way. Can't of you can't even put a number on it, can you? I mean, we could look to other examples like the Hellcat and, s- and some other like muscle cars that came out yeah. in somewhat recent years. Um, there were weights, and they were selling way over MSRP. But, yeah, actually, you know, let me, um, let me rethink my answer. It is a Lexus dealership. Maybe they, they might forbid the dealers from yeah. selling over MSRP. I don't I know. I think Rick has a comment on that, right? Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, have you heard that Tesla is actually working on trying to get out a $25,000 electric car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make it available to the people that, you know, the, the general public, really. I you mean, say you wish they the were? average person. No, they're coming yeah. out one. They are? That's Holy that's God. the talk that within another year to two years, Holy they will God. have a model out that's $25,000. I miss I would that. be looking at that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I miss It's that. all over after that, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing stopping them. I, I'll, I'll Google it. Have they got a model we, name or anything? Or? I, I haven't heard a model name yet, but we, we need electric cars oh, yeah. that are not priced at yeah. the point where yeah. you have to take a second mortgage on your house just yeah. to afford the down payment. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, I'm just saying, you know, your your car was $150,000. Yeah. And for I me, could, I could have bought a, a $30,000 vehicle is, is a I pretty good chunk six, of change. I could have bought six of those Lexus. The yeah. rumor is that it's called the Tesla Hot Hatch, and it's coming in 25, 2023. And there's a picture. I don't know if it's a uh, spy shot or if it's a uh, or if it's a <coughs> concept. But it looks like a Tesla, and it's a hatchback. Wow! Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. That now see that brings it to a reasonable point. Yeah, game over. Where the sure. average person on the street could say yes, they yep. could go buy one of those as their next vehicle, or plan that that's their next vehicle. True. And suddenly we're going to see gasoline cars start to fall away, and yeah. like. Oh. Uh, Europe right now has said they're trying to get a special dispensation for, for mus- Ferrari and Lamborghini. For monster cars. The the supercars yeah. to still be allowed to produce a very limited number of gasoline engine cars right. going forwards from 25 and 30. Well, that's, that's what Italy is pushing for. Yes. Italy is threatening to break up the whole <laughs> EU agreement on, on the ICUs. So. Because they're trying, the you know, obviously ICUs, Europe wants sorry. to get rid of internal <laughs> combustion engines. Yeah and go to full electric, but you know these supercars, they yeah. still want to keep a couple of them. Well, Porsche, well, Porsche yeah, is hey, arguing well. against them, and they're saying that the future isn't electric. Look at the, the Porsche Taycan, which is beating all sorts of uh, supercars. So, yeah. But I guess Ferrari and Lamborghini, they're, they're very traditional craftsman type of things. Well, so. I, I compare it to this. Ford, Henry Ford put together a production line and made cars available to everyone, and yet we still have horses. You yeah. can still go yeah. buy a horse and ride a horse. Yeah, you can but ride a horse and buggy. Horses aren't making green Let's get back, but let's get back to the text that called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, got a hor- I, got I know a we're horse. having our own personal information. Well, it might be interesting to people. Well, well, other people might find hey, it interesting. Wait a second. Breaking news. I got a horse. Or a radio show. I got a horse in the backyard. 
we'll get to that later. We're going to go to John, who's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Uh, uh, thanks. Continual caller. Uh, about the uh, small car V8, um, you said there is not a big market for it, uh, but amongst the, the kids and the younger crowd, if you look up uh, or research uh, Google LS Swap, you'll find that a lot of Lexus ISs and uh, like the 200s and 300s, what they're doing is they're taking the LS Chevy motor out of the Corvettes, and they fit right in to the Lexuses. Uh, they're also doing uh, like the Honda 2000s. If you're wondering why these little Miata, uh, Miatas and the uh, Toyota, what's happening right now is a lot of Corvette motors, the V8, are finding their way into these small little cars, and they are they are hot. It's a, there's a market there. Now, the only market that they don't have is the fathers because. These cars, the, the V8s make it into these LS, and it's called LS Swap. Uh, it, and the, the the car that best works under this, believe it or not, are the old Volvos. Especially the Volvo that had the turbo. Uh, the transmission, everything just fits right up. And it's called LS Swap, and they're there. But, one again, they're not putting the air conditioners in because it's, it's so much more work to add the AC. So, you're, so it's the kids that are buying it, and like... I, I would buy one if it had AC, and oh, I've yeah? only seen like two of them hmm. that have AC. And uh, the one that had the the the, the V8 was little uh, Honda S2000, uh, but the guy wasn't willing to sell it. Interesting. Uh, that small car market, but the V8, it, there's a market there. Uh, and I think if they do it, and they, and it, if the cars have AC, which they're gonna, they can't. I don't, you can't sell a car in Florida without AC. There, there's a market there because there's an older generation that wants it. Very interesting. Yeah. I think nowadays you couldn't sell a car in the United States without air conditioning. <laughs> Not Florida. Exactly. Huh. No. And uh, so that's that's my two cents. Okay, we appreciate the call, John. Yeah, call back again. We appreciate your two cents. Without a doubt. <laughs> have a great right, have a great weekend, John, and uh, thank you for being part of the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do you consider yourself an auto expert? Uh, you know, I, I think that might be just a little bit of a stretch. So all of us have a little bit of knowledge about our vehicles, uh, but uh, you can you can put this to work for not only uh, the people in your neighborhood, uh, but uh, a whole lot of people out there where you can join Earl's Vigilantes, and uh, there you can uh, you know let your voice be heard and Get a free help. help help people in your community. And uh, there's a, there's a whole lot of good. It's a win-win situation. Uh, so the, the, Earl, Earl's vigilantes, and you get yourself a free hat. Yeah, that fits much better than that. He's trying to get it over on top of the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all, adjustable. Yeah, there quality you Quality embroidery. Uh, quality? <laughs> oh, very nice. I'm glad you pointed that out. Okay, uh, don't forget now, uh, Earl's vigilantes. Also, uh, there are some of us who can't really maneuver our way around the internet when, and there are a lot of people that are going to the internet to purchase a vehicle it's a great place to go to purchase your vehicle uh, so uh, we need volunteers as far as that's concerned also uh, so if you can maneuver your way around the internet with uh, ease 
think of what you could you know be to some senior citizen and how you could help them uh, we're all in this together we all have to help each other so uh ladies and gentlemen we're going to go back to the telephones and we're going to talk to paul who's calling from lake worth good morning paul hey good morning everybody i'm on bluetooth can you hear me okay yeah yeah, yeah we can hear you pretty good okay great i am a um, independent car dealer been doing it for 17 years after i retired oh. and i uh, get and um it's crazy times right now to say the least but um my point to make is i read nation's uh, automotive news and i see where toyota is cutting production again by 300,000 vehicles my question to you is are you going to have any cars to sell no we don't have any i'm serious we have 10 i we have 10 cars on the lot uh, uh ball and uh, it's the worst uh, we've ever seen it. Um, we were doing uh, much better uh, by selling with a low inventory, but we've reached a point of pain. Uh, right now, every car that comes in has is, is already been sold. We're taking and, orders. And we can't, yeah, we're taking orders. We can't replace them. So uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a low point, and it's a, it's a good question because folks out there are thinking about buying a car. Uh, it's kind of like when to get in the stock market. It's hard to know when to get in at the bottom because you know when it's at the bottom, it's going to go up again. Well, we think we're at the bottom, so I'm predicting a bottom uh, in the uh, car availability today. And I'm predicting that in 60 days, uh, there will be reasonable inventories. And so if you're going to buy a car uh, in in, in 60 days, you'll be able to get a far better price. Today, today you're paying through the nose for a car. You go in, uh, our mystery shops have proven this, you're gonna pay over sticker. So it's a, it's a great question and uh, I've even had, we're, we, normally we hire salespeople, a good salesperson. Right now we're not even hiring good salespeople because we don't have any cars to sell. Uh, but that's a gr great question, Paul, John, or Paul. Paul. Yeah. George. And, and also, Paul Jones, Ringo. Also, Paul. Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Hey, also, anyway. Paul, uh, if you have a used car, boy, I'll tell you, this is the time. You know, you want to get, well, you want to just get uh, a little more for your car, $1,000, $2,000 for your used car. Well, uh, there are a lot of people out there looking for it. I, um, Nancy, I wish I had, as I told you, I'm an independent car dealer. I wish I had every car back that I sold in the last 18 months. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Try an email blast. Well, uh, most dealers, nice. are, dealers are trying to buy them back. You probably are, too, John. You probably, Paul, you're probably offering a lot of money for anybody who wants to sell them a car. So, you know, uh, uh, if you want to go to Paul and you got a car you want to sell, I bet, Paul, you'll pay a lot of money for it, won't you? Well, sure, and it's just like, you know, at the Mannheim auctions, the prices are just ridiculous. So, yeah. There you uh, go. I have, a waiting list, I have a waiting list of good customers who want me to purchase cars for them. I tell them, no, I won't do that to you. Yeah. You know, you need to wait unless you absolutely need a vehicle right now. Yeah. Very kind of you to say that. Well, it's nice to talk to another honest car dealer, yeah, Paul. You, uh, for sure. Uh, it's, uh, it, the ones that are advertising uh, great discounts and super buys, you got to wonder about their um, morality to be able to 
to a lie that blatantly to the public and the advertising today you look at the you look at the ads on TV the car ads and you swear there's no car shortage people are great sales are having a yeah. Labor Day sale they're having a yeah. this sale that sale discount prices cut in half and they're lying and uh, it's just a terrible time to buy a car and, uh, and uh, uh, Paul give your give your uh, are you retired Do you have your dealership uh, if it, if it, let's give you a plug where where are you located what do you sell <laughs> well no, what I <clears throat> I do a lot of um, niche cars because right now that's you know the best thing I can do. But yeah. uh, no, I have a warehouse full of cars. I am a licensed retail wholesale dealer, uh -huh. but I do it my way. I retired 17 years ago. I was an executive, and I started as a hobby. I've always collected cars, and now um, you know I'm. Um, that's what I do. Yeah, that's what you do. Well, it's so yeah. nice to have a professional listening to the show, and uh, and uh, I'm not just saying that because you're an honest guy, but uh, we know we have a lot of other professionals that listen that don't call in, and uh, you're proof of the fact that there are good people out there that were and currently are in the business. You just have to look and find them. So I uh, really appreciate you calling the show. For sure, Paul. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I appreciate your your uh, program. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, we have a whew, fantastic mystery shopper report coming up from uh, Tennessee. And uh, if you want to stay tuned for that, Agent Lightning uh, does her magic as usual. And we really rely on her and uh, her ability to get it done. 877-960-9960. Give us a call. Now back to Stu. All right, we have a text from Jim in Riviera Beach. Uh, this is for Rick. Jim says, I have a 2010 Prius with 198,000 plus miles. I have an appointment at Earl's shop on the 20th. My problem is that the engine started running very rough to the point that I can't drive it. Could you give me a heads up as to what might be the problem? Again, that's from Jim. It's most likely going to be one of two things. Throttle body? You, nope. Just <laughs> <I was> guessing. <laughs> you either have a bad, one or more bad coil packs, which there's one for each cylinder, or unfortunately, you might have a situation where the head gasket has started leaking coolant into the cylinders. We've been seeing that on the higher mileage Prius engines. Um, so when you bring it in, make sure you ask, and it's unfortunately it's going to cost a little extra diagnostic time because of what's involved to get down to this to do it, but make sure you ask them to boroscope the engine. What we do is actually put a camera <laughs> down inside the cylinders and look to see if there's any coolant coming into the cylinders from the engine. So what's this going to cost them? Uh, probably about two hours labor. Uh, and, and oh, okay, put that in English, will you? The the dollars, you know, um, not Bitcoin dollars. How much are we going to go? I want to know how many Bitcoin. Well, it just yeah. Uh, yeah. my my side of it. I know every size wrench to pull the car. About yeah. dollars and cents. Yeah, it's probably going to run. I'm going to say about three hundred. About three hundred, two fifty yeah. to three hundred. Yeah. Okay. All right, there we go. Great answer. And one thing I would say to Jim, uh, if uh, if you're looking at a big expensive repair. And the diagnosis you just got quoted is just that, a diagnosis. But if you get into a big expensive repair, my advice to you is try to sell that car to somebody and let him worry about it. 
because you're going to get out of the top of the market now. And uh, you got 190,000 miles on that Prius. Uh, the warranty on the uh, battery is coming up. And yep. uh, so you're looking at another possible expense. Uh, you don't want to throw good money after bad. And uh, uh, if it's hard to sell a car with problems, but it's easier to sell a car, any car today, yep. uh, with problems than it ever was. You get more money for it. Rick? Now, there is a very good chance that all it is is a bad coil pack. And in that case, what we'll do is hook a scan tool up, yeah. find out what cylinder is misfiring, and then we simply, say if it's number one, we simply swap the coil pack from one to two, yeah. and if the misfire moves to two, you know it's a coil pack. Yeah. And then, then you'd be looking at, uh, the coil I want to say is about $180, and the labor would be right around two to 250 yeah. yeah. Okay. So it looks like it's not too drastic. Uh, is it both easy? scenarios look reasonable. Is yeah. it easy access, Rick? Is it uh, easy to get to? Uh, the tens are a little tighter because uh, they, for Hence. some reason, they put the wiper tray assembly right over top of it, and we have to remove that wiper tray assembly to get the coils and spark plugs out. Hence the two hours. Right. Okay. That's why it's more more work because it's more labor intensive. Yeah. Okay. Let's move along. Already. Okay. We have a text here, no name. It says, have you seen the new $2 million Bentley? It has no roof. It's not a convertible. There is no roof. The roof is an extra million. It's an option. I don't know if it is. It cannot be driven That's a in joke. the rain. A oh. joke. These are the jokes. <laughs> See? Well, don't they have like an electrostatic <laughs> charge that goes over it so the rain simply bounces off, bounces off the electrons? No, if you can afford a, a $2 million Bentley, you have enough cars that you, that you can, other cars you can get wet. <laughs> this one doesn't get wet. Wow. Okay, folks, you're listening ah. to the team of uh, comedians. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, why would anybody Stuart, pay two million dollars for a car? Well, because it has no roof. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Because you can. That, that's we call that. Exactly. Never mind. We can't say the FCC uh, regulations. You can't. Uh, I opened myself wide open there. You gotta say, I don't know, Dad. Why did you pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a car? Well, technically, you know, the uh, company yeah. did. So, you know, it's inventory, right? No, no, it's not. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Earl, Earl paid for that personally. All right. Good. Thank you. Okay, guys. <laughs> we are going to go back to the phones. We're going to Loxahatchee, where we're going to talk to Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Welcome. Last week, somebody had mentioned that maybe in the next decade, 10 years, Ford or General Motors might not be around. What, what gave them that idea? Well, it's the fact that we are a revolution in the auto sales. We're going from cars and vehicles and trucks that we know today to something that bears no resemblance. So it's a uh, watershed moment in history, and uh, car companies will no longer exist. There will be software companies, and uh, Ford and General Motors uh, are way, way behind the curve when it comes to software. And the software is what we basically will be buying when we buy a totally electric autonomous car. The autonomous is being underplayed because uh, the electric is getting people's uh, attention, it's exciting, uh, it's easier to understand. But what autonomous means is that the passenger is just that. They don't, they don't really drive the car. They, uh, they will say, uh, come and get me. Uh, Nancy and I have a Tesla. Uh, we, we walk out, we say, 
uh, you know, uh, summon the Tesla, and the Tesla comes and picks us up. It has totally autonomous driving, which we, you can't legally do because you have to be behind the wheel. You say, take me to the Taco Bell, and it takes you there, and then you say, take me home, and it takes you home. So that's all software. The, the, the General Motors and Ford are, are, are manufacturers. They take uh, a bunch of steel and nuts and bolts and, and fenders, and they put it together and they sell it. Meanwhile, the software companies of the world, like Waymo and Google and, and uh, name some others do, that are, that are out there, these are the Tesla, is a software company. And uh, uh, the question of whether, Tesla, uh, whether Ford GM will be around in 10 years is can they convert from an auto manufacturer to a high-tech auto and uh, artificial intelligence software company? And it's awful hard to do. I mean, it's like, it's like uh, you're a carpenter and suddenly you want to become a rocket scientist. It's hard to go from that level to the other level. And I know Ford GM will try, and I hope they surprise us. I hope, I'd love to see it happen. I sure as hell hope Toyota survives, because we have a Toyota dealership. Uh, Toyota survivals in question, but they are, uh, they're so wealthy, as is, uh, uh, what's another, uh, uh, Volkswagen is so wealthy. If you have the billions and billions of dollars to pour into the revolutionary change you're going to have to make in just a few short years, you can survive. Ford and GM don't have that kind of money, so I'm sorry I went on and on about that. It was a great question. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was nice hearing from you, Mike. Uh, give us a call. Uh, we're going to go back to Stu, uh, where he's got a lot to say. I got all these funny texts over here. We had the uh, $2 million Bentley, and now we have one for Rick that I'm debating whether I should read out loud. Well, just eliminate the four-letter words. No, no, it's n nothing bad. Oh. Here we go. This is from Jared in West Palm Beach. I haven't heard Rick bark in a while. Maybe it's time to plug Big Dog Ranch Rescue again. Bark is a four-letter word. It, <laughs> it, you're right. Okay, folks. Um, oh, good. All right, bark. Well, bark for me. We've got... Oof, oof, bark for me. We're going to need, we're gonna like need more than that. There's my, there's we've got my uh, Earl's book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And speaking of Big Dog Ranch, all the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> you know, with the with the mask on, you kind of look have a canine look to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. By the way, uh, Negan says that. Uh, let's see, where did he say? Uh, Redemption of a recovered car dealer. I think should be the title of Earl's book. I like that. Recovered meaning he is a permanently changed person. Change the present participle recovering to past tense recovered. Well, say now you don't understand addiction and. Uh, and to, to you people out there that are uh, recovering, well, I'm serious, uh, recovering that's, that's alcoholics. That means he might relapse. Uh, you know, so mm -hmm. you never recover. You're recovering. It's a work in process. And if you give up for a minute, if you have the addiction. I was an addicted car dealer to doing things the wrong way. And I'm, and if I relax my guard, I could relapse. That's a morbid. I have to tell you, evil thoughts creep into my mind all the time. I know. And uh, and you just well, <laughs> whoa, we did, we you addicts out there, I'm just telling you, you, help me out. I mean, you have we have some recovering uh, people out there for different things. Yeah, yeah they're all over the world. They're, they're, and, without a doubt, we all have. Uh, but that's a good suggestion. But it is, if we're going to use redemption, it would be redemption of a recovering. Okay, so we, we we remain in the exactly. present participle. Exactly. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, folks out there, uh, picture me, uh, pretend you're watching uh, Moonstruck. I'm Cher. <laughs> Bam! Snap out of it. He's and Nicholas, he comes he's back. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> he lapses, okay. and then he comes back. <laughs> All right. That's a visual. We have another text here. This is for Earl. How is the learning curve looking on your new Plaid Model S? Boy, I tell you what, I'm just having, I, I, it's a joy to get on the car. It's uh, exciting. Joy. Uh, Nancy's driving the car. Uh, uh, she's, uh, she's getting, she's gone, she's out on the roads driving the car. Yeah, but I'm more she, of a steam, uh, speed demon, and um, I have to work on that. Yeah. You don't even know you're moving in the Tesla. Yeah. And Earl's going, oh, look at the speed limit, look at the speed limit. And I said, I didn't even realize I was moving that <laughs> But fast. to answer the question on the learning curve, we're still at the beginning. I mean, I asked a stupid well, question, he's driving the Tesla also. And, uh, I don't know. And we share knowledge, and uh, it is, the, if, there's a, if there's a downside to this car, it is the fact that it is such a total change from a combustion engine uh, uh, car. Uh, it is so high tech that you just, I don't know all, that I'll ever learn the car. By the time I learn about the car and Nancy learns about the car, there'll probably be a software update and we got more to learn. So relearn it. it's okay. life in I, the 21st century, folks. Exactly. I have a question for you, being as you've been behind the yoke a little longer than, well, a lot longer than I have. Yeah, the yoke's on you. Yeah, there you go. But I have a question for you. Do you feel uh, that you're more. Um, I'm hoping for the answer that I want to hear. Do you feel that you're more focused on driving the road and everything in between rather than, well, I won't mention anything else. It absolutely could be a true. No, I, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. I, you have to focus, uh, especially when the learning, you're at the low end of the learning curve, because if you don't, then you're in serious trouble. And I, at some point, when I become totally uh, comfortable in the car, it might be a different story. But right now, uh, I'm Focus City. I mean, I just, all I think about is that well, car you, you, and the road. You, and mm -hmm. Well, you've loosened up a bit, let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, you're beginning to drive with one hand like you did with the Lexus. So there's some, you know, habits, bad habits that are seeping in and yeah. getting into the, behind the wheel, behind the yoke. The more, he, the more comfortable he, he becomes with it. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, got the yeah. index finger That's okay. spinning the yoke. There's a lot of safety <laughs> features in that car. Okay, off the test. Let's get the YouTube here. Rick's got a YouTube. We got a couple. Uh, Charles Reeves says, Good morning, all. I'm a first-time car buyer. Could you please tell me what is the best resource for learning about cost of ownership? Thank you, Godspeed. Huh. Well, let me answer that question. What was the question? Uh, what is the best resource for a first-time car buyer on uh, learning about cost of ownership. Cost of ownership. Cost of ownership. Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of resources out there, and as I always uh, talk <coughs> about, Consumer Report. Uh, uh, there, you can uh, get so much information. I'm going to tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, knowledge is power, uh, because they not only tell you the cost of a car and how they're competing, uh, uh, they're p competing with other brands. Uh, but they talk about how much it costs to keep a car on the road. There's a lot of things to take into consideration when you're thinking about purchasing a vehicle. And Earl just, said, Earl, just handed yeah. me, Earl, Earl just handed me the Consumer Report. I think this Consumer Report is from June uh, 20, 
2021 uh, and here it's uh, you know goes over each brand and what it will cost you uh, it's a, sort of a snapshot of a, a one-year uh, five to, no, excuse me one-year repair costs for five to ten year old models uh, by brand so it's going to take you from the top to the bottom so you might want to pick that up and uh, take a look at it and also uh, Edmonds uh, Kelly Blue Book um, I thank Jonathan for that information and uh, there's a, a lot of resources out there thank you Jonathan did I answer your question I think you got it okay and from Donovan we've got I wanted to get Earl's view on if he's heard of what he thinks of a new theory in the shortage of new cars is not 100% a chip shortage but in part done on purpose by the auto manufacturers. In short, they know the demand for internal combustion engine cars is falling a lot faster than they thought it would, and they're using the chip shortage as a way to uh, speed up the shutdown of traditional car building. Nope. Uh, he says, examples given to GM made uh, 10 million cars in 2016, but we're down to 7.7 .7 million in 19. And by 25, they'll be down to 5 million. They're shutting down transmission plants because EVs don't need transmissions. And he gives a couple of mentions here, but he, he says the change is what people want, and that's why people love Tesla, because it's different. What's your opinion? Do you think maybe that car manufacturers are actually using the chip shortage to try to no. convert over to electric? Uh, it's total nonsense. No. And the reason it is, the good thing about life in the United States is we are extremely competitive and Ford and GM and Tesla and Chrysler and all the other manufacturers are viciously competing against each other and there's no conspiracy although fake news might have it as such that doesn't happen that way uh, uh, Ford hates uh, General Motors uh, Honda hates Toyota uh, car, Toyota dealers hate Honda dealers uh, there's a vicious competition and everyone's struggling to sell as many cars as they can uh, and that's what keeps prices down unfortunately when you have a chip shortage uh, there's an excuse now there's a real excuse and it happened and it caused the prices to go up and supply and demand and, and at their heart the manufacturers yeah. do not want to make electric cars no. they, they don't have the profit margins no. it's only two and a half percent of the market right now it's yeah. going to grow a lot but right now to, to to in purposely stop making cars. GM probably made less cars in 2019 because people yeah. were buying less of them. Yeah. <laughs> so All they think about, all the manufacturers think about is how many cars can I sell? How many cars can I uh, push on the dealers? And all the dealers think about is how many cars can we sell? And if, if, if that were allowed to operate without a chip shortage, the prices would drop, and they will drop precipitously. And the last one I have here is from Markham50. He's in Vermont, by the way. A friend leased a Tacoma in 2019 for two years. This summer, she went back to the dealer to buy it at the buyout price. <laughs> they refused to sell it or help her buy it from Toyota Financial. She eventually left and dealt with Toyota directly to buy the vehicle. What do you think of that situation? Well, the dealer wanted the car for himself. And, yeah. uh, didn't want her to have it and, uh, um, and and the reason why is because that buyout at the end was probably many thousands of dollars less than the that Tacoma was really worth because that's one of the cars that just skyrocketed in value uh, so she the, really made out on that deal 
Well, um, if she's able to, yeah, if she's able to buy it uh, directly through the through the bank, yeah, she she's she got a steal. Yeah, she, you have technically now, go through the dealership. Uh, she, she talked about Southeast Toyota Finance. No, it was it was out of the region. Right, oh, right. Right. in, in oh, Vermont, okay. by directly, the way. So, directly from TFS, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toyota yeah. Financial Services. Oh yeah. Okay. Now it, it's a good deal now, but that. Trust me, when we're on the other side of this thing, the depreciation of these inflated values, it's going to be a much more precipitous drop. So she's going to, she might want to keep that uh, Tacoma for a long time. <laughs> hmm. All right. Uh, we have a text here from Eric. Eric says, I don't understand why the inventory shortage is so bad if you can just order a car and wait a while. Well, not everybody can wait. Well, you see, there's a, there's a flow of microchips. It's like there's a flow of cars. So when you order a car and have to wait a while, you're waiting for the microchip to become available to build the car. So that's, that's what it is. We're essentially, the, the demand and the volume is high all over the world. It isn't a United States thing. And so you can't go to China to buy a microchip. You can't go anywhere to buy a microchip. And, uh, and, and, the, and the amount of cars that you can buy, uh, you can sell and manufacture, are limited by the number by the number of microchips. It's pretty basic, and it's also other. There's also other shortages too. It isn't just microchips. This COVID issue has created a uh, frenzy among consumers. Consumers are buying like crazy. Amazon, uh, all the retailers are having a heyday, and people are sitting home. They got plenty of money, uh, especially in the United States, where they're priming the pump with a huge amount of cash. Everybody's got money, and uh, everybody's buying like crazy. Well, he, his, his, his point is he doesn't understand why it's a uh, it's a hardship for people if you can just order a car. You know, why is everybody? He's saying because oh, okay. why, why why can't if you can just order a car and wait? What's the big deal? He's, he's because saying. a car is an emotional experience. Buying a car is uh, uh, you got to instant gratification. Um, that's the problem with buying cars. People walk into a car dealership in normal times. They fall in love with a car. They pay the first price the dealer asks, they get hosed and they go home and wonder why they got taken advantage of. Uh, car buying should be a thoughtful process and you should wait a weeks or even months to get a good buy for the right car. So in a sense, the microchip shortage might be a good thing for a lot of people because it gives them a time to contemplate and wait and, uh, and buy when the time is right. All right, very good. And the last text before we jump over to anonymous feedback says, what exactly is the difference between all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive? Which one is preferable here in Florida? All-wheel drive is you're getting power from the engine to all four wheels all the time. Four-wheel drive generally means that you can shift between two-wheel drive to four-wheel drive. Uh, all-wheel drive is actually a little better because you don't even have to think about it. You're constantly getting power when it's needed to all four of the wheels, and the computer can control which wheel gets power and when it gets so it. So in Florida, all-wheel drive is better. All-wheel drive is better anywhere. Let Absolutely. Me, let me ask you this. How about all-wheel drive where all four wheels turn? You mean all, all four steering? Yes. Yeah. Ah, that would be, I believe, uh, Subaru is one of the few that actually had yeah. that for a while. Yeah, isn't that pretty good? It is, but it also involves a whole lot of extra moving parts. 
yeah. and a whole lot of more complex systems yeah. that you know well, over that, time can well, start that, to that break down. true for every new system that comes out. But and then later on, when they get it down pat, maybe it won't happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was pretty awesome on a couple of the cars yeah. that had it. I yeah. think it, I think it's a fabulous idea. I can't wait to see. Uh, uh, for, for, you know, be, being able to steer with all four wheels, mm -hmm. I give you a huge amount of flexibility and safety, and you could rotate in place. Well, yeah. Uh, how about parallel parking? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, it's. I yeah. need that. Fantastic. You need that. <laughs> Actually, no, you won't, because in you another in another ten years, when we have autonomous cars, your car is yeah. going to drop you off at the door. And it's going to go park in a garage where they're going to be his so already, super his tight that you won't even have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I'm silent. Actually, I'm very reassured by that future. No more suggestions. Less, less accidents. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go over to anonymous feedback. These are comments and questions from listeners that we have no idea who they are. And we can never find out because it's encrypted. That bad. It's that bad. No, these aren't. That, I don't think. So oh, here's one. <clears throat> I listen, uh, this actually came in before the show during the week, so I listen uh, today to the comments regarding not commenting on the face masks and COVID virus. The people complaining should read about what happened to the American Indian population when Europeans who were immune still brought smallpox, measles, and the flu virus to North America, and it killed 90% of Native Americans in the USA and Mexico. Seems interesting why no one in the media refers to what happened then, which seems to be similar to what's happening now worldwide. I don't quite Earl's, Earl's, Earl's think, uh, ruminating, uh, th thinking about this. Um, I think it's important, I'll, I'll take over here, I, I think it's important um, to, from time to time, talk about the mask and the uh, COVID situation because it is a, uh, it seems to be a trend in car dealerships. It is relevant to this show. Uh, this is a car show. Um, we talk about car shopping and um, we talk about safety, and, uh, and and this is part of it. You go to a car dealership that thumbs their nose at simple safety precautions that can prevent you from getting sick. Um, you might want to reconsider going to that dealership. Um, so the history is uh, very interesting. I don't know if it's relevant to what's happening right now, um, but it is it is true. So thank you for your anonymous feedback. Okay, here's another one. If anyone ever says that, quote, I have to charge you X fee, you go, quote, okay, reduce the total by the same X amount and charge me that fee. That's exactly right. So that is uh, called backing out the dealer fee, but basically they lower the selling price, so the net effect is no dealer fee. And one of the reasons that you might have difficulty accomplishing that is because salespeople are paid a commission on the percent of the profit they make, the markup on the car. So uh, with the dealer fee, that's baked in when you when you say to reduce the selling price of the car, then you're cutting into their commission. So that's when they get hard-nosed about the fact that we can't take the dealer fee off. They can take the dealer fee off, or their manager can, but when they do that, then their commission and their profit, or the, the their earnings that they make on the car when they sell it to you is reduced. Yeah, a better strategy is to get out the door prices inclusive of all fees from multiple dealers. Exactly. And go for the last rest one. Don't even worry about the fees. Just look at the bottom line. They can monkey around all they want above the above the bottom line, but when you get to the bottom line, that's the bottom line. Yeah, the dealers. <laughs> the average dealer fee in South Florida is a thousand dollars. I mean, probably higher than that, but yeah. conservatively speaking, a thousand dollars. So the commission. On that, if you had to cut the price of the car by a thousand dollars, that would that would uh, it cuts the profit. So if you're if you're getting twenty five percent 
2,500 on 25% of $1,000 is $250. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost it's going to cost that salesperson $250. Yeah, let them have at it and, and pit yeah. them against each other. www.aintgonnahappen.com. That's right. All right, the next anonymous feedback. Hello, Rick was correct again. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Hello, Rick. No, it's hello. Rick was correct again. He's smiling. I wrote in about two weeks ago in regards to the uh, battery light temporarily turning on while driving when it was raining. I think the only question Rick isn't, isn't able to answer is when the chip shortage and it will end and inventory will go back to normal. Well, Earl already <laughs> answered that one. I hope everyone is well. Love the show. 60 days, folks. See, that's, a, that's an honorable person right 60. there. 60. Was wrong, corrected by Rick, and Rick... Uh, well, and, and I'm Rick glad I was able to help him, though. 60? Uh, 60 days, yeah. Okay, this is from Texas. Okay. Joe from Texas. Well, it's Joe. Come on, this is supposed to be anonymous feed, but now I know who you are. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. I appreciate your show. Uh, your, your dealership is the most transparent dealership in the U.S. A previous caller um, back in August 28th was, uh, was, uh, was upset masks were used as a measuring tool. Using a mask is, a, is symbolic that you respect the health of children, elderly, clients, and mankind. Many blessings. Joe from Texas, and I'm glad that you're not anonymous because that, that warmed my heart. And, and, I, I, and let me say this. In a way, we're wearing masks for that reason now. Uh, I feel safe uh, with the people in this studio. Uh, we know everybody's been vaccinated. In fact, Nancy and I have three vaccinations, and uh, we, you know, we've had our booster, our th third booster. So we're about as safe as you can get, and we know each other, and we know each other's habits and we know we're all careful yeah. so we could probably be pretty safe and take these masks off in which case you could probably hear us a little bit better i apologize for that uh and uh but we're trying to the people that are seeing we're trying to set an example uh we're in florida it's a hot spot for covid uh, more people are dying here than anybody any place else uh it's uh, our employees uh, other people friends neighbors you know, there was a time when I didn't know anybody that had COVID. Now we know Everybody. a lot of people that have had COVID. And it's just a scary, scary situation. So we're trying to uh, communicate a message to everybody, and especially South Florida, uh, hey, take this stuff seriously. This Delta variant is a bad, bad thing. And let's not pretend it doesn't exist. And I go into a retail store today, and we all have seen this, and everybody's walking in there without a mask. Uh, Nancy and I were at Publix the other day. They got a big sign up, and it said, uh, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And uh, I met somebody that very day that uh, wasn't vaccinated and wasn't wearing a mask and admitted surprise, that they weren't surprise. wearing a mask. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's a dangerous situation. These masks you see on, on YouTube and on Facebook that we're wearing is to send a message. So. Yeah, and so in the future, when we look back, we can easily know what year uh, their show is on because we'll see That's the That's another good reason, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Joe signs off by saying, in my humble opinion, simply stay home if you don't like the use of masks. Thank you, Joe. Oh. Okay, uh, let's see. Next one. This is from Harry from Delray Beach using anonymous feedback. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi, I listen to your program while I have to drive driving, so I'm submitting this question via email. In your experience, what are the characteristics of group size, okay, this might be correct, of group size 35 batteries that last the longest in South Florida? Does that question make sense to you? Of group size 35 batteries that, that last the longest in South Florida. For example, cold cranking amps, cranking amps, reserve capacity, lead, versus, lead acid versus AGM, 
and brand. I've been getting about two and a half years with Interstate MT35s, and I think I could do better. I've had my car's charging system checked, and it is working as it should, so that isn't negatively oh, okay. affecting battery life. Thanks for your advice. That's from Harry in Delray Beach. Yeah, the, the only specification you really need to look at, the, the Group 35 refers to the actual physical size of the battery, and obviously you need to have one that's going to fit properly in your car. Cold cranking amps is the one that you're looking for, and when you look on top of the battery, if it says the amps at 32 degrees, no. You want the amps at zero degrees, which is the cold cranking amps, and the highest the number is the better. And of course, for maintenance on your battery, if you see any sort of corrosion starting to form on the terminals, the best thing is get a spray bottle, spray it with plain water, let it dry, and then just put some Vaseline or other axle grease or something on there so the air can't get to it and it can't oxidize. Okay. Is that what that is? That's just, uh, is that, it, it's that, that's not contents of the battery oozing out. That's just it, air. It is, but it's, it's the acid, the vapor acid coming out, and it's causing that the terminals to begin to corrode. Combines with the oxygen in the air and yes. affects the metal. And besides that, it makes you sound real smart. I love that term. I, I want to go buy a battery right now, and I want to walk up and say, uh, what's the cold cranking amps on this thing? <laughs> right. What's I, that? What's that? How much can that puppy crank out? And this question lamps? made me feel macho. I did. I felt but very it, the macho. The interesting part is you'll see a lot of batteries. You'll see two numbers on there, yeah. and the one at 32 degrees will be massive, but yeah. the one at zero will be way, way lower, yeah. and it's, it's a trick thing that the manufacturers do. And if the guy laughs at you, then you know he doesn't know what he's talking about. Exactly. I'm serious, baby. I want to know. Yeah. Cold cranking amps. The cold cranking nice. amps at zero degrees. <laughs> Learn your job. I want to know. I like that. I keep saying that. I like that. Cold cranking amps. <laughs> hey, I felt pretty macho the other night when I told the guys in the bathroom in our home, which there were waters, uh, water coming at us, and I said, okay, guys, step back. <laughs> and I hopped on the tub and I found the leak. <laughs> I did like a little ninja. <laughs> you dressed like a ninja. <laughs> there you go. All right, more anonymous feedback. Uh, this one doesn't have a name. Dad gives me, uh, sorry, Earl gives me mean looks whenever I laugh at our, at our, <laughs> at our callers. <laughs> I'm just, I laugh at everything. All right, FYI, yesterday I drove past the Ford assembly plant in Oakville, Ontario. It was jam-packed with new vehicles, probably waiting for the elusive microchips. How crazy is that? Um, that is pretty crazy. I've seen pictures in the media of, of parked, uh, I think it might have been Fords, too, I think just lined up waiting for uh, the microchips. They're fully built, and they just can't run. And that, that's going to tell you something about prices, right? Uh, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a great uh, comment because that's what's happening. I mean, we are building up a flood and when the when the crack of the dike breaks and that flood of cars comes on the market, guess is what what's going to happen to to profits? I mean to uh, uh, prices. So uh, in 60 days, remember Earl said this. You can you can put this put this in writing. Earl said in 60 days, car prices are going to drop precipitously. And the fact that they're building up huge inventories of Ontario. Uh, Oakville, Ontario, but same things happen in Deerfield, Michigan. And everything's these cars are being stockpiled with because they're building them, 
and then they want to put the modules in. They want to put the microchips in. And when these microchips come in, all they got to do is pop the chip in, and boom, the car comes, and we're going to have, we're going to be up to our eyeballs in cars, Rick. Toyota Tacomas have been being sold with only one key instead of normal two. Yep. Yeah. So that they could save the microchips for those immobilizer keys. Yeah. Well, now Toyota has those microchips are getting, starting to get them available. So Tacoma owners who only received one key can come into the dealership and as part of a, basically it's like a recall type situation. We get a key from parts, cut it and program it to the car no charge to the customer mm-hmm. if, if they only received one key with their new Tacoma pickup. Right. So it, it's already happening. We're seeing those bring them in and we're going to make it right now. We're going to mm-hmm. get that extra chip for you. And this is just one little case. Yeah. But yeah. think when all those cars, when all of a sudden they've got that simple module that yeah. somebody's just going to go down the line, yeah. reach under the dash, plug it in, bolt it in place, and boom, it's ready. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Man. Interesting. All right, uh, we have another anonymous feedback. Hi, Rick. I'm sorry. Hi, Rick. Hi, Earl. I'm a long time. He was, he's, saying, he's saying hi to both of you. Hi, Rick. And hi. Hi, Earl. I'm a long-term satisfied customer. I live in the mountains now in Colorado and Mexico. I have been driving a 4Runner. It's stock, but I do have Goodrich all-terrain tires. They're good for snow and on Jeep trails. I can air them down to about 12 pounds for a smoother ride and better articulation on rocks. Down two 12 pounds or buy 12 pounds? Two. Uh, two. Two 12 pounds, can, yes. Yep. Wow. Well, when you're, when you're going off-road and you need to get over some of those rocks in that, by making the tire soft, oh, man. Say, say the tire goes onto a big rock, yeah. it'll actually squish down around the rock and the tread can grab the rock and literally it's, it's like Crawling. makes it like claws. But yeah. doesn't that hurt the tire? The wheel. Well, you're not you're not driving at high speeds. You're only doing this for like going over trails where you're going yeah. at like five to ten miles an hour. Yeah. And then when you get to where you're going, you're going to go back on the road, okay. use yeah. an air pump, so and I, fill them back up. I, I just learned. So I had no idea you could deflate a tire to twelve pounds. Yeah. All right. You yeah. should see some of the videos with these guys running jeeps on like the Rubicon Trail and that, and right. the Moab trails out in Utah. Wow. And they're going, climbing up walls. Of rock, yeah. That you and I couldn't even get near to climbing. Yep. So if I've got tires here in Florida, and I come out and I see I have low, uh, low uh, pressure in my tires, and I find out I got 12 pounds in each tire, can I drive to the nearest uh, source of air and not hurt my tires? If you can do it at about five to 10 miles an hour and it's relatively close, yes. Oh, all right. So all that's right. where we But remember, these, these are we, off-road tires. These are designed yeah. to be yeah, We haven't gotten to his question. We haven't gotten to his question yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, so he, he loves a 12 pound to do, uh, to, to do uh, arti- better, better articulation on rocks. Yep. Now I'm spending we more time. a problem t- here. Okay, <laughs> come on kids. Now I'm, they're fighting there with the microphone over here. Um, now I'm spending more time in Mexico and I need to get a car manufactured in a NAFTA. Uh, my forerunner is made in Japan. I'm getting a Honda CRV with all wheel drive and I have two questions. It sits kind of low and I was wondering about adding a two inch lift. Will this have adverse effects? Um, it currently has 17 inch wheels. I will put on some good rich all terrains, but I'm wondering if I should get some 15 inch wheels. It seems that the 15-inch wheels put more air and rubber between the ground. That's uh, a Rick Excuse question. me, Rick, before you answer the question, Bill uh, is on the phone from West Palm Beach, and I believe that uh, he, well, has been waiting a while. Would you like to answer that or go ahead? Let's get to Bill. Okay, well, let's go to Bill. 
Good morning, Bill. Sorry for the wait. Oh, no problem, guys. Good morning. I got a quick question for Earl. When you bought your Toyota dealership, did you buy it from Bart Store? No, I know the car store you're talking about, uh, though. That was uh, on Dixie Highway near my Pontiac dealership at the time. And uh, Bart Starr uh, uh, bought it from a guy by the name of uh, McCoy, Jerry McCoy. Uh, actually, Don McCoy, Jerry was his son. But yeah, Bart Starr owned a Toyota dealership for a brief period of time. Yeah, I think like six months. Yeah, and uh, I think... Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe it was John Salupi bought it from Bart Starr. And that that particular dealership changed hands several times. And became Palm Beach Toyota. And became Palm Beach Toyota. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you you go way back. That's a that's a very interesting question. I I was trying to think of the name of the football player that owned the uh, Toyota dealership that used to be McCoy Motors was the original name. Right. And McCoy was a what was the very first Toyota dealer in South Florida. And he was uh, the first franchise Toyota dealer back in the day when Jim Moran first got the distributorship. Uh, that's some real, real history going way back. Yeah, I, I used to work down the street from McCoy Toyota at oh. a car rental place. Huh. You knew Jerry I McCoy? Had, I, I didn't know him, but I used to go into their <laughs> shop because they used to have an old 10 cent Coke machine. Yeah. <laughs> There was no air conditioning. He had, he had no air conditioning. He paid all his employees in cash. And uh, Jerry was the kid. Uh, we called him Crazy Jerry. Uh, he had a helicopter, and uh, he was a uh, you know, real playboy back in the day. And uh, it was a, you know, it'll be, it'll be part of my book, I guess, my new okay. book. <laughs> Note to self. Yeah. Memories of Bill. That's the name of the chapter. At least the ones we can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just left the shop that had a 1986 Corolla that was in almost pristine condition. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that was a, quite a Cresta. That was our Avalon back in the day. You know? yeah. Avalon's gone, but uh, where does the time go, right? Exactly. Now, a, a real question is, what is Toyota going to replace the Scion XD with. Ain't gonna It's uh, they dropped the Scion. Yeah, it kind of morphed into a the um, Toyota IA, um, the smaller cars. It was uh, the Scion. What was what did they called it before? What was it before it became a Toyota? Well, you had the Scion IA, IA. or the XA, and the XB. Right. They dropped the XB or the XA, and they went to the XD. Then they went to the IA and dropped the XD. I think you're wrong. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. Right. Though, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was an XB and an XD. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the answer. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. Okay. <laughs> now we got the new Corolla Cross coming, and that, yeah. that looks like a pretty cool vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. we have an 09 XD with 250,000 miles on it, and we still get. 40 miles to the gallon on the highway. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were phenomenal. You're a good driver. You got a light foot. That's, uh, that's, uh, you drive it right. Yeah. You know, it's amazing what you can do with a gas guzzler if you drive it right. Suddenly, you can turn it into a halfway decent driving car, gas wise. That's good. 
That's what my wife gets when she drives it. <laughs> we don't get that when I drive it. I get terrible. I, I got a heavy foot. I can't get good gas mileage on anything except my Tesla. Because <laughs> there's <Yeah>. no gas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All righty, guys. Well, Bill, thanks for... Thank you, Bill. Thanks for hanging on. Okay, where were we on the call? Uh, Rick was going to answer the uh, anonymous feedback, just to refresh everybody's memory. Um, This gentleman drives off-road, and he lowers the air in his tire, but he's going to get a Honda CR-V, and it's kind of low. And he wants to know about either a two-inch lift and the adverse effects, or getting smaller wheels and having more air and rubber between uh, the ground. Well, being this a CRV is actually more of a car platform, a, a unibody construction versus the Forerunner, which is a truck with a full frame. My best advice is look around the area where you're going to be, find a local uh, modification shop that does the four wheel drive modifications like that. Mm-hmm. Make sure to check them out thoroughly to make sure that they're a good quality shop and then go with what they recommend. Right. Here's something to watch out for. We know um, just from uh, being in the business of, of, of facilitating lift kits on, on trucks, a lot of the vehicles have laser cruise control and other um, uh, sensor things that can be can affect can be affected by changing the distance uh, of the sensors to the road. And, and so just make sure Absolutely. that these are not things. I've also seen where like speedometer issues come up uh, when you when you add these giant wheels or uh, or tires. And so uh, keep that in mind as well when you do yep. this. Make sure there's one that has an indemnity policy that will cover any um, problems from their installation also, because this will also technically put you out of the vehicle warranty. Well, not out of the warranty, but problems arising from that will not be covered from the warranty. And I would go online and look for local forum groups for Honda CRVs and talk to some of the members there as to anything that they may have done or seen and shops that they've worked with. You'll get some great information out of those folks. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about going down the t- to smaller wheels so there's in bigger tires so you have that big moon, uh, moon the buggy? The drawback <laughs> that you're going to encounter there is by trying to decrease the wheel size, you may not be able to because of the amount of space needed for the brake caliper and the brake systems underneath there. Very good. All right. Thanks, Rick. And we're all caught up. There's no more anonymous feedback and there's no more text. And I think Nancy has shut down the phone lines. We have. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, we have shut down the phone lines, and um, uh, Jonathan, I lied. I think I am having problems with my mic. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be uh, going over the mystery shopping report, and that mystery shopping report is from Nelson Mazda in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Did I pronounce that right? Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. It's a mouthful and out uh, in Tennessee and uh, our uh, agent lightning went out there to do this mystery shop and it's uh, well you'll see what it is so listen up and don't forget to vote at 772-497-6530 we always love hearing from you and keep the text coming in keep the uh, uh, YouTube's uh, list uh, we're going to have time uh, and, and anonymous feedbacks uh, because uh, we're getting started early on the mystery shopping report, and uh, we will be able to get to your text and YouTube's after the mystery shopping report. So if we didn't get to you before. Shoot the number, shoot the re- inquiry in now, and we'll get to it later. Well, as Nancy said, we're uh, out of state again, and uh, uh, what's cool about uh, Agent Lightning is she does travel uh, more frequently than our other 
Mystery Shoppers did. And uh, this week she uh, returned to the greater Nashville area, in case you're wondering where Murfreesboro is. And uh, I'd hate to have to say Murfreesboro too many times in a row. Same something, something about my tongue and my lips and my cheeks or something get all tangled up if Murf- I try to say Murfreesboro. Maybe it's the mask. Maybe it's the mask, yeah. Uh, anyway, we've been to Murfreesboro a couple of times before. Once to visit uh, Beeman Chrysler Dodge Jeep and another time in Murfreesboro Nissan. Stu deliberately put Murfreesboro in keeps, multiple I keep, I keep, times. I keep doing it. Yes. In both instances, we were shocked to encounter aggressive, old-school practices that rivaled some of the worst uh, South Florida dealers. And that's saying something. And we were we were surprised. I mean, uh, that was... Maybe I thought it was a throwback to the way they were frozen in time back in the 50s and 60s when it was really... Uh, rough and that might have been. Anyway, we were we were very negative on Murfreesboro based on their shops. So we chose Nelson Mazda for a simple reason. We want to make it four weeks Mazda Street. And uh, it, if you'd asked me about that before we did it, I would have said that's not a good idea. But it really has worked out well because we're able to stick with the same model car, year make model, and we get the same franchise. So we eliminate uh, a lot of uh, the, the uh, variables, and uh, I was about ready to say, and we will see if my uh, prognostication was correct, I was about ready to say, we got a problem with Mazda dealers like we do with Nissan dealers. Yeah. So we did our fourth Mazda dealer, so stay tuned and see what happened. The last three weeks saw us mystery shop Southern Palms Mazda, Mazda Palm Beach, and Wallace Mazda Stewart. All of them probably should have received failing grades, but we just felt mercy of some kind, and uh, and we gave them D's, and they, but they were just terrible. They just bad, bad, bad shops. Three Mazda dealers in a row. In each case, Agent Lightning chose a Mazda 3S as our target uh, vehicle. In each case, the dealer used the inventory crisis as justification to charge many thousands of dollars over MSRP. I mean, it's hard to believe that 75% of the transactions now are over MSRP, sticker price. And a year ago, sticker price was considered price gouging. I mean, if you had to pay sticker, nobody pays sticker. Well, guess what? Sticker ain't such a bad deal today. And uh, here we are. What's gonna happen this fourth monster shop in a, in a row. Uh, it wasn't just that they were charging a lot for hard-to-come-by vehicles, it was how they were doing it. Packing on worthless, overpriced, and unwanted items, and snacking in, snacking in? Well, that's autocorrect, it's supposed to say sneaking yeah. in. <laughs> sneaking in, yeah. I, you know, normally I can spot the... Uh, it's very close to the yeah. real world. The real yes, world. I thought maybe that was a new hip phrase. I didn't know. Nope. Hey, don't snack that in on me. You snack, you snack yeah. the hidden V on me. <laughs> All right, Logan let's, Steve let's make it happen. I you say it enough. Yeah. I can always tell how sleepy Stu was when he did the report because of <laughs> I, the number of I do my best at it. Exactly. I know he does. You know, he, he works hard. He works hard for his money. He sure does. The attitude of these dealerships, particularly from the managers, touched on arrogance. Instead of kindly explaining the inventory situation and the higher prices driven by it, Agent Lightning was a given a take-it-or-leave-it sort of treatment. 
given the experiences of the other two Murfreesboro dealerships, we didn't have high hopes for Nelson Mazda. Agent Lightning steeled herself for a battle and went in prepared for the worst. Okay, here's the report. I'm like, I'm Agent Lightning. I arrived late morning to Nelson Mazda, Murfreesboro, and was immediately greeted on the lot by a young lady. Now, am I incorrect? Is this the fourth young lady in a row? How I many women? So. I think third, maybe. I don't know about the first one, but yeah. the last two prior were, were, were female uh, salespeople. It's interesting. It raises my uh, curiosity as to are they, are they pairing women with women for the purpose of you can sell, a woman can sell a woman better? I doubt it. Or do they just have a whole lot of woman, women? Or is it just statistical? I got it. Fair, a fairly, fairly small sample size. So. Yeah. Anyway, here we are. Oh. JJ. Yeah. And the only name, uh, JJ. JJ was wearing uh, a mask. She asked how she could help. It's refreshing. Came out and greeted with someone with a mask. Oh, that's nice. And I believe in the last dealership, nobody had a nobody. mask. Not in the last four. No, none yeah. Of them did. yeah. So this is the this is the fourth Mazda dealership, and the only one where anyone's wearing a mask. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, JJ, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, JJ asked me to follow her inside. Said she would find a salesperson to help me. Uh, she was a greeter. Okay. She led me to an area near the reception desk, offered me a bottle of water, and said she'd be right back. I looked around. Everyone was wearing a mask. Very refreshing. Nelson Mazda, Murfreesboro, in the Nashville area. Congratulations. A few minutes later, she returned with Josh, a salesperson. Also in tow was a young tradee named Johnny. Both masked. Okay. Josh asked if I was okay if Johnny shattered this today. I said to be no problem. Me and my shadow. <laughs> Johnny. I thought Sorry. it was funny. Sorry, yeah. We sat down at a desk and Russ said he needed to get a few things entered into the computer, asked me for my vital statistics. <laughs> that borders on sexism, doesn't it? <laughs> well. Um, I guess it's my sexism, nobody else's. I didn't get it. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he wanted to know if I planned to lease or finance. I said I was paying cash would entertain financing if there were any good incentives. Josh pulled up the inventory on the screen. Out of the 35 vehicles in stock, four of them were Mazda 3s. This is the more Mazda 3s than any of the past shops. So I don't know why that is. Probably just a statistical fluke. Josh turned the screen to me and asked if I liked any of them. I turned the screen and said I liked the premium all-wheel drive hatchback and jet black Mica. Now that sounds like a good looking car. I think we have a picture of it. It is a good looking car. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. The online price was thirty thousand five forty five, basically MSRP minus a five hundred dollar Mazda rebate. Now isn't it interesting that the dealers are still doing rebates, not as many and not as deep, but they are doing rebates. I'm yeah. not sure why. Yeah, I mean, they've all come down, but they're still there. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Josh asked if yeah, you know, here, <laughs> The, the dealers are giving rebates, but the dealers are jacking it up and erasing the rebate and many, many times over and murdering the customer with, with exorbitant profits. And, but I don't even know why the, uh, the manufacturers are doing the, yeah. the, the rebates. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, where am I here? Okay. Josh asked if I'd like to test drive it. I said, of course. 
He asked for my license and insurance card. When he saw my Florida license, he asked if I had just moved here. I said he was very perceptive and told him I'd only been in town for a couple of weeks. Before we headed outside, Josh told me they were a no-hassle dealership. Uh, and we've heard that before, haven't we, Stu? No-hassle, yep. right. Uh, they give their best price up front, and there's no haggling. <laughs> he said the salesperson, salespeople are not commissioned. Now, that piques my curiosity. I mean, typically they lie about uh, one price, but when they say their salespeople are not commissioned, when I first read the report, I said, hmm, that's interesting. It doesn't matter what price they sell the car for, the salesperson is paid the same. Wow. Sounds familiar. Now you're talking, yeah. Now you're talking a serious no-haggle dealership. Is that possible? Well, we're we going to find out. We don't know yet. We're going to find I out. Know. I mean. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Next week. No, I'm only kidding. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should have cliffhangers. Yeah, for sure. We went outside and found the Black Mazda 3 hatchback. The MSRP was was it $31,045? Mm -hmm. Yep. Just as I've seen online, there was no addendum label. I know I circled the 31, I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, we took a brief uh, but fun test drive. Josh was talkative but knowledgeable. Uh, are they, they mutually exclusive? I don't know. Okay. I, just, I, I, just, I was just transcribing that. You could be Josh was talkative and knowledgeable. No. Right? You know, right? I, I got the impression from Agent Lightning okay, that he right. talked too much. <laughs> like you. Johnny's had... <laughs> that, that's going to cost you. I know, sorry. <laughs> Johnny oh, sat silently in the back seat. Once back at the dealership, Josh went over the features and asked me how I liked it. I said I loved it and wanted to see the numbers. Josh said, great, and led me back to the desk. Josh excused himself, walked away. I assumed to go speak with his manager. Johnny finally spoke and said that the dealership was new and still sort of under construction. I replied, oh. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Josh came back. He hadn't uh, gone to consult his boss. He went to get his laptop, uh, which he connected to a big monitor on the desk. On the screen were the numbers. Uh, it, it, was was. Little, it was a little hard to follow at first, but I figured it out. The selling price was MSRP. They added a 397 dock fee, you know, a hidden fee, dealer fee, uh, Florida tax and tag. Interesting that they did that work and did the Florida tax and tag in Tennessee. That's pretty simple. You put a zip code in, yeah, most, no. most of them yeah. do that, yeah. 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 And then took off a $500 customer rebate out the door, 32998 Now, that's the reason I said, was it, uh, how could it have been 31 um, and all they added was, oh, okay, that's about right. Yeah, yeah 32. It, yeah. it added up. Yeah, yeah, it adds up. Josh asked if I had any questions. I asked if I could give something in writing. He said, sure. Accused himself again. Johnny asked, how's Florida? <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a recruit trying to make conversation, but he doesn't know anything, and he's trying to trying to be nice, and, you know, God bless yeah, him. He's probably, probably, probably uncomfortable. He's nice uncomfortable. Yeah. He's doing his best, and uh, pretty soon he'll, he'll turn into a good salesperson. Uh, Josh came right back with a printout that confirmed what I'd seen on the screen. He pointed out the 32998 out-the-door price and said that they had 0% financing for their six months if I was interested. Now, that, you know, if, if you're really buying the car, you grab that. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you, where are you going to get 0%? So, yeah, unless there's a discount in lieu of the 0%. Right. And that might be the 500 bucks. I don't know. You don't know. 
Josh went on to explain the sales process more. He said he was the only person I would deal with today. Now that's a that is an, an extraordinarily cool uh, trend. I can't really say trend because very few right. dealers do that. But that's where dealerships should all be. That's that's where we're looking. That's that's, that's where, our goal. That's, yeah. that's where we would like to be. Where you come into a dealership and you just you don't go from this guy to this guy to that gal to this guy. Uh, you just stay with one person all the way through the process. A one per what are they called? One person. Yeah, one person. One price. One person. One price. One person. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a or single point flight. of contact. Yeah, uh, JM Lexus uh, does that, and uh, yeah. and um, Coconut Creek. And uh, they're a really good outfit, by the way, if you want to buy a Lexus. Uh, anyway, uh, he would handle the final paperwork and financing, and there was no traditional finance department. They eliminate the box, mm -hmm. the fear box, where wow. they, that's where car dealers make twice as much money as they do when they sell you the car. The box is to be feared for a good reason. Get rid of the box. Nelson, get rid of the box. Nelson has done that. Nelson Mazda in Murfreesboro outside of Nashville has eliminated the box and they've eliminated uh, uh, the haggle and uh, they have eliminated commission salespeople. I'm starting to tear up already here. I, I know, I, I do. Gotta, I got to pull myself together. Yeah. He said they pride themselves with a Nelson difference. One price, no hassle, no games, one person, no managers, no tricks. Oh. Excuse me. I'm, He's getting verklempt. I can't. Yeah, I'm then he gave me a pamphlet that said pretty much the same thing. I told Josh that everything had been wonderful and I needed to take it home and think it over. Josh said, that would be great. And he hoped to hear from me soon. No, wait a minute, <laughs> let me talk to my manager. Uh, I mean, folks, this is an emotional experience for all of us here. Where's the tissue? Yeah. Seriously. And, uh, this I'm, is like a Norman uh, Rockwell. I'll just use my mask. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the hammer to fall. And guess what? There was no hammer. A little tiny ball-peen hammer, ma yeah. hammer, maybe. We're floored by this unexpected turn of events. We went in prejudiced toward Murphy's Broke car dealers for good reason. We expected hell and got heaven instead. Now, of course, it was a small matter of the dealer fee, but 397 bucks. I mean, I just even hate cute. to mention it. It was cute. It was, it was cute. cute. It was, it was, a, baby it was a cute fee. little dealer fee. I mean, I could say to them, as I said to J.M. Lexus, and I still say to J.M. Lexus, they have some little teeny-weeny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you do it? I mean, it's like being, why, if you want to be pure, be pure. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, it's a chauvinist, you know, almost pregnant. That's a chauvinist thing. Maybe they believe the yeah. doc fee is really for doc handling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, we did discover something, and there's a little caveat here. We did discover something that could be called uh, troublesome. Uh, I eliminated nefarious. I still I said, likes these big I, words. I said mildly nefarious. Yeah, yeah nefarious. That's uh, troublesome. And in the uh, online listing for the Mazda 3, the fine print indicated that the uh, $397 dealer fee was included in the price. In fact, it was added to the price. So uh, I don't know why. I mean, again, I. This is such an extraordinarily good yeah. shopping report. I don't even, I, I didn't even want to mention that, but we have to. We have to tell it like it is. And if you're listening, Mr. Nelson, by the way, I want to call Mr. Nelson. I want to call the owner of that dealership. Do not let me forget this, please, Stu. 
and I want to congratulate him, and I want to talk to him because he is a man after my own heart, a car dealer after my own heart. This is the way vehicles will be retailed at all dealerships one day, and uh, he is a pioneer and one of the few I've ever run across. I do we know another one, Stu? I mean, uh, J.M. Lexus. Um, Toyota of Beaverton and Beaverton in Oregon. Okay. One price, one person. Yeah. Also, yeah. all of the, uh, uh, oh gosh, Avalon, wait, no, Avondale. Avondale Toyota uh, and his other dealerships. We're in Avondale Toyota because we know more That's Toyota That's all dealers. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they are sprinkled around uh, the United States. There are some like like uh, Nelson Mazda in Murfreesboro, but they're dead. I, what would you say? One, less than 1%? Oh, yeah, 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 a fraction of A tenth yeah. of a percent. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's voting time. What a happy what a happy moment this is going to be. I, you know, let me ask you this. Do we have a Norman Rockwell list? I mean... Uh, I love that. I, I think this... I love that. I, I think this uh, qualifies... The, the Norman Rockwell list? Yes. Okay. <laughs> let me so. They get, they get a painting of oh, kindness it's just so, and... Oh, no, it's so warm and fuzzy let's, and... Let's have so the Nelson, Nelson uh, Rockwell dealer list, and we will have Easy Pay from Stewart and, uh, Mur- and uh, Nelson Mazda. And Earl Stewart Toyota. Oh, oh yeah, well, we can. We can. <laughs> ah, I did it. Yeah. All right. We have grades starting to come in. Um... <laughs> Mark uh, gives him a B plus, and uh, from Bob uh, gives an A uh, for Nelson Mazda, and over here on Facebook we have Linda who gives him a big. She didn't give it. She gives him a B. <laughs> Linda gives him a B, and I am good with uh, an A minus. They would got, they would have gotten an A plus if it wasn't for the dealer fee thingy. And uh, there we go. Yeah. Wow. Rick, I've got Wayne Vite with a big A A A. MF, relatively speaking, a good shop. A, are you sure your agent's identity hasn't been compromised? <laughs> Kyle in Pennsylvania, A, compared to Florida dealers, it would be a C if you're from a place like Tennessee or Pennsylvania. Oh, no. We so had maybe, some, no, maybe we had three really bad uh, shops in, uh, in uh, Murfreesboro. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Donovan, I give him an A on this, but with only one guy, how do you ask for a buy down on the finance rate? Uh, Tim Gilliland, all things considered, best in a while, B+. Brian Sedlako, A. Kit Kat says, give Nelson Mazda a plug next week on your show. A, good for Nelson Mazda. Mark Anderson says, Mark from St. Louis. B, 0% financing, no haggle, awesome. And myself, I, I got to give him the A. Yeah. I, I'm going A. I don't blame you. There you go. Same here. I gotta give him an A. You know, um, even with uh, me questioning this commission uh, situation, uh, but uh, no gains. Uh, one person uh, got the whole thing. A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Martha yeah. on Facebook has a B plus. I think we're reaching a consensus here. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I vacillate between an A minus and an A. Uh, I, I think I gotta go with Stu and and do the A minus. I, I mean. It was just. They got one more step to go. Yeah, well, yeah, but it was that. It was that. It was that. The three ninety sevens included. It wasn't the three ninety seven uh, dealer fee. I'm still giving them an A for that. It was. Uh, it, it, right. It, the say, they saying it was included in the price, and then they added it on. So uh, that's uh, a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. Yeah. Just just because the amount was so yeah. low. So. 
right. Here we go. Folks, if you're looking for a Mazda, head on up to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we forgot that we forgot, <laughs> you know. we forgot to mention the price. I mean, the price. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you don't know. see that anymore. I mean, I, you're saying what? Because it was sticker price? I mean, you're paying sticker price for a car? Yeah. It was thousands of dollars less than the dealers Th- down here. Thousands of dollars. We Three Mazda dealerships were shopped. Thousands of dollars less. Okay, I'm, I'm still ang- ang- anguishing over He's, Earl's, pl- minus. Earl's plotting. It's, a, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really o- very overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's go to Tennessee and see what's going on. Yeah. This is just amazing. I love this mystery shopping report. I think we got some time. Do we have any more YouTubes or text or anything? On? I, I got one text that came in during the mystery shopping report. Um, let's see if there's a name on this. I don't think I have one. Um... Okay. The text says, good morning, everyone. Is Toyota still giving dealers bonuses for hitting certain sales numbers by the end of the month? I'm asking to see if shopping the last day of the month is still a strategy to get the best possible deal. The answer is yes. Um, There's still the dealer incentive programs, but you're not going to get a better deal on the end. And when there's 10 vehicles in stock, if you don't take it at that price, somebody else will. So right now it's it's a seller's market, which is why Earl's been saying, wait. You know, if you can, if, if if you can wait, hold out for sixty days, and and then then the end of the month will will mean something again as far as a better deal. Exactly, Rick. I've got one more here from Rico West. He says, for Nelson Mazda, give them an A and a hat from Earl. <laughs> I will. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's another good well, idea. I just texted you the the phone number for Nelson Mazda. That's the best I can do. Maybe you can speak to Mr. Oh, Nelson. Fantastic. Yeah, and uh, if Mr. Nelson, oh well, he's not going to be listening, but. Uh, this is this is for Mr. Nelson of Nelson Mazda. I'm a, I'm Autograph a, it. Yeah, yeah. Do what? Autograph it. Autograph it. Yeah. Yeah, like a silver pen. And I'll pen. send in my yeah. book. We'll send him my send him my book, and uh, right. it's very cool. He'll have your actual like hair um, and uh, sweat in the hat. It'll be <laughs> exactly. There you go. We got all kind of <laughs> ideas here to put on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Stu, do you have anything else? Any words of wisdom? It's been a great show. Um, I'd like to say one thing. We got time, right, Jonathan? Uh, Three three minutes. uh, We were talking about about, uh, incentives, and that was the last text that came in. And this monster still. They're dragging you off the stage now. Yeah, yeah, we're off. We're off. The the hook just got Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and uh, let's all remember. What happened 20 years ago? God bless, God bless the United States of America. We'll see you right back here next Saturday morning.